0: Welcome back to Mediums in Action with me, Martin lip Wilson, and my good friend and expert medium, Ian Doherty. Good
1: morning, everybody. How are you, Martin? I hope you're keeping well.
0: Yeah, keeping well, and uh, it's still in this weird lockdown state. Is it lockdown? Is it not? Nobody knows, I think, oh, in the, U- it, in the UK. <laughs> so. I know, I
1: know. But as long as you're keeping well and everybody's well with you, as you know, too.
0: Absolutely, and it's it's about keeping safe, isn't it? You know, it's it's yeah, making sure yeah. that we're all protecting each other by wearing masks, because it's not, it's not just about protecting ourselves, it's protecting others in case we've got it as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: how's things uh, on the psychic front with you? Uh, have you uh, been busy?
1: Every, no, everything's busy. You know, I uh, do a, a lot of phone readings, and uh, and that is going along. If anything, it's getting busier, you know, as people get a bit more sort of positive-minded and uh, you know there's obviously people are are out earning again and whatever so you know it works nice there the artwork is coming along uh, nicely I've changed my style or rather my guys have changed my uh, style a little bit you know Um, they always have a bit of a giggle and saying oh let's get these guys sorted out or whatever or they'll say don't buy any trees in this one you know having a So,
0: so they're guiding you all the way through the process then
1: yes yeah. Um, what is of note? I think it's the last four, maybe five paintings I've done, or certainly f- five of the last ones. Um, my uh, my guide, who's a French gentleman, mentions a phrase in French, and I uh, and uh, you know I am I I am typical of of quite a lot of Brits. We you know we're lazy in learning anybody else's language. You know, so I have to go on Facebook and say, help, please, can you help me with my pigeon French? Um, and at times I think I'm just making these words up, you know. what I mean, but they actually mean something, and, I, and that and that fascinates me. But I've uh, I've uh, realised, and it's the analytical side of me. Um, I uh, realise, you know, that uh, within the within the pictures that come with the French words, or the paintings rather, they all have a theme. And the latest one, where it came over to be crisis is over, um, was was. The, was the last one of that theme, you know it sort of built up um, to talking about these changes, you know there's this, uh, everything's settling let it go and then crisis over so I I just find it fascinating, you know, A, it's in French and B, you know, it's it's sort of putting over where there's a theme where my analytical my analytical, analytical head which I am a trained analyst would have recognised that pattern straight off, so therefore um, like I can't draw faces, you know, if it difficult so my guides will get me to turn the paper over and am painting and I turn it back over and there's a, and there's a your face so i don't see it you know what i mean so i'm yeah. not trying to work it out you know so that's,
0: don't, don't, that's well don't you remember when you first time i think i ever saw uh, well f- first time i ever knew about um you working with another language was the time when you was at the Falstaff Museum, yes. and you was with uh, one of our hosts, and you, you uh, could hear these words. You didn't know what they were, and the host actually recognised them as being Esperanto. If I remember correctly, which is yeah. um, it's a Spanish language, isn't it, Esperanto? Yeah. I think it, is. Um, yeah. it turns
1: out she was a, she was a fluid. Uh, she was fluid in in uh, Spanish, but what piqued my interest? It came over. She said it came over in old Spanish. You know, like uh, in our language, we will say "ye old shop." You know, yes. it was yes. that type of thing. But it all but it all made sense. And I was I'm the uh, I'm the bit of a bugger when I when I want to test if this is working or not. So I would I would ask her to ask a question in Spanish because I, I literally I don't, I don't understand it and then I would get the answer back in Spanish and then she'd tell everybody what it meant or I would get somebody to whisper her a, whisper her a, a question. She would again answer it in Spanish and the question came back and at times I would say to somebody just ask a question in your mind don't say a word and then the answer came back to me in Spanish and it was the correct answer for their question.
0: You know, I find that fascinating. It's it's absolutely incredible. I'm sorry. I, I just love things like that, where you you get little bits of evidence from from spirit like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, from my perspective, just to let you know, we're um, still charging on with... Um, the transference of, of our course, and or should I say courses, because we are currently producing three courses. We have our course that exists at the moment in on Udemy, and that's been transferred to a new platform. And when we launch that in this next uh, few weeks, we'll have some new exercises and activities on there. So, um, yeah, we'll, you'll be invited to there. If you're already an existing uh, uh, member of our course, you'll be uh, allowed to come across free of charge and we have two other courses as well we've got a psychic course that's coming along very very nicely and we have another third course as well that we've uh, been busy constructing and pulling together and this is the first time we've ever mentioned it but it's called dream explorer and if you're interested in dreams if you're interested from the scientific but also the spiritual aspect I think you'll love the course that we've pulled together. We've got some great content in there for you. So that's all coming together as well. And we've had some we've had some questions and uh, I think there's one particular question we'd like to answer this week. What what's that question you
1: the question was posed: Whilst doing a meditation or a a mediumistic exercise, which some of them are on our course and Martin's just mentioned on uh, Udemy, are you are are you likely to be taken over, possessed, or are you going to invite an evil entity? So I thought it, it's it's nice to talk of this. So what uh, what would what would be your thoughts about this, Martin?
0: I, I think. I think. Firstly, let's have a look at where this sort of questions come from, and I, and I think, um, and what I mean, not not the person. What I mean is 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 from a society perspective, and I, and I think there's always that underlying fear that if we are to uh, do anything like a meditation or a seance or glass moving or anything that involves a spiritual communication, that there is always that sense of fear. And, uh, and I think that even comes from sort of even like the Christian church where people speak in tongues. And yeah. uh, and I remember a lady when I was very young, the first time she ever spoke in tongues, she was absolutely petrified. She couldn't stop herself speaking in tongues. and And it's a it's an interesting phenomenon to actually witness as well. And and I, and I think certainly from society's perspective is because of the media, because of horror films, because of horror stories, we imagine that when we step outside the boundaries of normalcy, then somehow we are opening ourselves up to a, a greater evil, if you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think we could even trace that back even further to when we used to all live around uh, fires in a cave, you know, when we was Neanderthal or when we was, you know, early Cro-Magnon people. There was always that sense that if you left the comfort of the community and the fire, if you left that, then you would be open to further danger. So you could be taken by wolves. So you've got stories like uh, Little Red Riding Hood. She, she leaves the comfort and she ends up encountering the wolf and, and Hansel and Gretel walks into the dark woods. And the underlying themes here are that if you leave the comfort of your community, then you are opening yourself up to a greater evil. And I think that's where this kind of spawns from is it's the same messages, but it's just handed down. Over and over again. With the question, does meditation, I'll answer the meditation one first, and then I'll let you answer the spiritual one. But uh, from a meditation perspective, are you opening yourself up to being possessed? Well, let's think about mindfulness. Mindfulness at the moment is a massive industry. It's taught in uh, corporations, in schools, you know, people are doing it at home. You can get apps, you can do it, you know, it's it's absolutely everywhere. And in fact, people are nicknaming mindfulness, Mac mindfulness, as in like McDonald's. It seems to be everywhere and everyone. And the central core aspect of that is meditation. And if all those people were meditating and opening themselves up to being possessed, it, you know, it, it just, it, there would be countless records of the, these things happening. And it's not. And it's not. And it's purely because meditation is is about calming the mind. It's about relaxing. And and I personally don't feel that uh, a spirit or anything like that can can possess you. I've never seen any evidence of that. I can't see it possessing you and causing you issues like this because you've meditated. Um, it, It just doesn't ring true at all. I mean, I mean, from your perspective, Ian, I mean, it, 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 you're probably going to answer exactly the same as my feelings, but well, let, let, let's split it into two things. If people are on our course or on courses similar, if they're doing meditation or if they're sitting quiet, can they be possessed by spirit?
1: Well, the answer is no, but it comes through and, you know, mediums are part of the problem because it's a lack of knowledge or a lack of wishing to delve further in, you know, communicating with our guide and getting into the grips of what it is, you know. I do feel, particularly within mediumship, the misinformation about trance or physical mediumship and mediumship where, you're, where you are giving messages from loved ones to a person either face-to-face or in a group, situation i.e. on a church platform part of it is when you were doing you know face to face or in a, a group it's it, it is termed overall you know the trance as well it's termed as mental mediumship because you're using the mind hence the mental in order for spirits to communicate with you in a thought in a thought wave and you give that information to the uh, to the person where it you know in that situation you it's termed as a spirit guide but when you come to trance which is you know, a much deeper than a normal meditative state, and then you look at physical mediumship, which is deeper still, then the terminology, the jargon, is changed from spirit guide to spirit control because they are having a little bit of modicum of, of control over you, you know, because they are wanting to sort of use the vocabulary within the brain and also to articulate the words, you know what I mean, the whatever, because the thing in in trance is you can speak a different dialect, you can speak a different language, again, speaking in tongues, the same as physical mediumship, and then it's very, very much about am I losing the sense of me? Are spirits taking control? Are they taking control of me? Are they possessing me? So from a mediumistic point uh, point of view, you know, people need to understand, read... And ask questions, and not just assume it's my teachers, 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 teachers telling me. You know. Um,
0: but but Ian, just 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 to back on that that point you've just mentioned, yeah. in regards to transmediumship and and working with spirit control and and, I mean, I mean, we are talking probably uh, years of training to get to that point yeah uh, of, of of working with your guide to get to that point yes. it's not it's not so, somebody's not going to start doing uh, a few me- meditation exercises or or kind of you know the exercises where we ask our guide to come close and and we are able to sense and feel what they look like or, or what their names are they're not suddenly going to jump to spirit control and, and spirit certainly wouldn't Take control as if you know it's it's not one of those things. It's about building up a relationship as yeah, much it, as it, yeah,
1: yeah, generally speaking. On that note, you know, I was just trying to put over it's the misinformation between spirit guide and spirit con spirit control. But also, you know, the trans circles that I've uh, run, it's normally anywhere from six to seven months before a person is able to adequately bring a spirit. Spirit person through to say, Yes, my name is, and even then, it is more of the medium than it is spirit. The book that I did, you know, teaches, Teachings from William, that was me overall. I did five years in trance, and I think that that book was probably after I'd done about 18 months in sitting in a regular weekly trance circle.
0: Yeah, if anybody heard the noise, then it's the wind blowing through the, the fence. fence, it wasn't me. <laughs> um, yeah, Martin i sorry.
1: Are you are you positive then?
0: Yeah, I'm absolutely okay. sure. It, it, considering I've got uh, we've got new windows. It, they've all got these weird vents that make weird sounds I when really the uh, yeah. yeah yeah it's weird. But um, yeah, I I mean it's one of those things where again we and and I think this is one thing that I've learned from running this course and from the courses that we've done is it's always the fear of what's being bred into us from the media yeah. that we always presume oh we can't do this because of this and what grounds does that information lie on and, and it's purely always down to entertainment value, it's like Ouija boards I mean I'm not a big fan of Ouija boards uh, but Ouija board was a board game it was a board game which recognised we, we can muscle twitch and if far, four people are all put their finger on a particular object you get these muscle twitches that kind of happen without you knowing about it and it was a parlor game it was just a joke but the media and how it's been portrayed in films have made it be far worse than what it actually is i don't like it because i think it's very very inaccurate i i I don't think it's a great way of spiritual communication I think it's far better to do, I quite like automatic writing when it's done properly. I think that's a really interesting aspect to do. And, and that's, again, not possession. And if you want, do you want to explain what automatic writing is, Ian?
1: Yeah, automatic writing is when you're in a deep state of trance. There's a good example on it. the film, uh, what do you call it, deck where there's two sisters writing and they write very much at the the same time. So one person is writing the first part of the sentence, the second person is writing the second part and so forth. But it's without autonomous control. So where automatic writing is to put it over more fully, most of us can write poetry or we can write verse, you know, when we're, when we're communicating with spirit and we wrongly put it as being automatic writing. It isn't because we are recognising the words. We already know when to start a new sentence and it all comes out nice and neat in, a, in, in, in an automatic way. You have to have the paper put it put in front of you the paper moved a new paper put in and you got your and you've got your eyes closed and you're writing in such a quick way you know it's the same as psychic art you know you draw i mean you know you paint very very quickly automatic writing you write very 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 quickly and uh, as often the often the your case particularly when it's the same person from from spirit doing the, doing the doing the writing it's in their handwriting and not yours it's very very different um you have no autonomous control you can't see you can't see what what is going on and people have to help and change paper in so that is very much the uh, difference but it is straight from spirit once you get to that depth then it is just as as spirit want to was want to say without the thoughts of the uh, of the medium coming in through and changing the words
0: yeah absolutely and and it's great i've seen automatic writing and trance mediumship it, and it's been a positive thing it's been something that's yeah. been been very rewarding, and and some people start off as um, as mediums, and then as we as we we've discussed before in the podcast is is you, you kind of find an area that you feel pulled towards, and that can be spirit led. It can also be also what works best for you as a person. So you you might be you might want to be a psychic artist. You might want to be you might feel that you want to write or write poetry and and certainly when you when I look at a lot of the students that um, that we have and, and people who uh, regularly send us messages and things thank you they're a very artistic bunch there is some form of creativity that spirit has helped and inspired and nurtured and and that's a great thing to watch as well it's great to see oh, how spirit is. changes people's lives so yeah. so yeah. to answer that question um can you be possessed while meditating or doing the exercises that mediums are expected to do is is no but you are always in control and one thing i would say is is your spirit guide is your firewall uh, it it and what i mean by that is it's not stopping evil it's not doing that but at any time you are you can just say right that's it i've finished and open your eyes walk away so if at any time you feel uncomfortable and the likelihood is that you feel uncomfortable because of your own inner emotions, then just stop it. You know, do the exercise again the next day or, or or do it when you feel is the right time to do it. But one one thing for sure is you are always safe. You are not putting yourself in any danger whatsoever.
1: Yeah, a good point there, Martin. Very well said.
0: Good. Well, I hope you enjoyed uh, that question answering. Uh, well, shall we go straight into the next question? And, uh... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, the next question was uh, was again sent in by a uh, student on the your course. Can spirit touches you know physical touches particularly again in Medi, in when working with spirit from what i can remember of the question i'm trying not to give the person's name away you are looking at when this person starts working with spirit they were feeling a pressure on their upper right arm you know and as if somebody's gripping it or you know uh, my thoughts were maybe somebody's got that arm have their hand around their, their, their arm to say it's okay to me um and that and that type of thing, followed by a little bit of, of a warm sensation there, you know. So the question was can spirit physically touch you when you're in a
0: of state. Do you want to answer first or do you want me to...
1: Uh... Um, I, no, I think people have heard my gums go a little, go a little, go a little. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'd, I think it'd be nice to you if you to answer that because you're very good at, you know, talking about the muscle twitches and the spasms and whatever.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think it's like it's like our whole approach is, is, is kind of, you've got to be a sceptical believer so obviously, I, I, I mean, I'm lucky in that I've taught mediumship uh, mediumship meditation and I've also taught meditation in a mindfulness context and they're very, very different and they're very different types of people. So one might be corporate, the other might be, uh, you know, they're looking for mental health help uh, when it comes to people looking for mindfulness. But interestingly, when people start doing the mindfulness meditation, they will have the same sensations and feelings that a lot of people feel in spiritual uh, meditation. Except for their interpretation is different because they're not expecting a spiritual process or spiritual action. So often when I teach meditation for mindfulness, people will say, oh, I can feel a tingling on my head or I can feel my arm, my arms are feeling quite heavy or I'm feeling kind of pressure on my shoulders or I'm kind of feeling, you know, they, they can feel all sorts of different things. And the reason is, is one thing that meditation does is it takes you from the outside and it brings you on in the inside. And that's from an emotional point of view and also from a body point of view. So suddenly we are aware of every ache and every itch and everything. We're aware of our body and That can feel very unusual, especially if you've never thought like that. If there's so much happening in your life and you just want that time out and suddenly you have a meditation, you're suddenly aware of that achy arm. You're suddenly aware of that pressure on your shoulders and the pressure could be stress related. It could also be uh, a repetitive injury. But mindfulness people, when they're meditating, they don't presume that they're being that they've got a hand on their shoulder. They don't presume that it's some sort of spiritual aspect. The pressure on top of the head or the pins and needles on top of the head—that's because they probably just walked into a room. You've just probably just sat down. You might be laid in a particular way. The blood flow. And it will cause that to happen. But over time, it will, your body will regulate itself and sort itself out. And when I mean over time, it can be five minutes, you know, it could be 10 minutes. So, so I'm always kind of, I always try to say to people, especially students, is that if you start meditating and you do get these feelings, you can either do two things. is number one, you can ignore it, or what you can do is you can stand up. Kind of shake your arms and shake your legs and, and then sit down again and then start again, and that's probably the best bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, it sounds very windy there, Ian, where you are.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, funny when we were saying before that uh, some military airplanes going class. Where I'm Is in our country, yeah, that oh, was wow. that was one of the Eurofighters.
0: So I've had helicopters and you've had Eurofighters. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Um, So so what I would say is restart, uh, sit down, start again. And if you keep having that particular feeling like the grabbing of the arm or or pressure on the arm, then the best thing to do is is ask your spirit guide and say, spirit, is that you? And see what sort of feelings and sensations you get back from your guide. Do they say yes Do they say no? And it could be that you're just more aware of your body and, and, and actually it's not a could be, it's more likely that you are now more aware and in touch with your body rather than you know just walking around all the time and not being aware or that you've got some sort of injury or some sort of muscle tension caused by stress or by, uh, by activity. I mean, how, what's your sort of perspective, Ian, in regards to this, yeah. arm, the arm pressure?
1: Yeah, it can be quite typical of some spirit communication. though the meeting your guide exercise. Once you can put away, as you've said, you know it's the it's the hair standing on end. You know the hair follicles and uh, you know the sort of itching, wanting to be in charge, and your brain saying, "What the hell are you doing?" You know, then I can fully understand that. You know, um, guides will come through with some physical sort of sensation um, that is particular to them, maybe a garb they used to wear, or, you know, just a, what I loosely term as guide sign. However, you know, when you're looking at having a physical sensation from spirit, it's normally linked up to clairsentience, you know, the feeling sort of thing, you know, and certainly having worked, you know, with groups of people, whether it's in the sort of the um, spiritist churches or a village hall, then when a person talking to you is trying to say, well, I, I passed away with a heart attack, or I had this, I had that, then they put a very mild sort of feeling of it. You know, it doesn't cause the medium stress, but it's sort of put over there, and then the medium think, oh, yeah, I can definitely feel it's the top of my arm, it's the heart. They would have passed that way, or you were get told. But it is a faculty of there, you know. But I would say here, if you can definitely say, that it's not just you know the itching the hair standing on end which are very very common cobweb you know people have it on paranormal things where cobwebs all over the, your face it's not it's just very very fine hairs sort of standing up you know but it's sort of put over once you realise how your body works reacts to a meditative state particularly in the early stages of you doing either meeting the guide exercise or you do mindful medit- your mindful meditations there you are looking beyond it then if it's a regular thing, you know, then you, then you have to question and work it out, well, what is it? Is it a part of my sort of physical makeup or is it other obvious situation of spirit wanting to say, this is me, in a sort of a reassuring way? One of the, put it over into a point, my stepfather passed away, must be about 18 years now, I think. It's a hell of a long time, isn't it? And he was always walking past my mum and tapping her three times on the arm, you know, and I was there with I was there talking to my mum about three, four o'clock in the o'clock uh, in the morning, and I said to her, I said do you want a cup of coffee. So she said, Yes, please. So I walked into the kitchen. I saw my stepdad walking towards me and he just said, Oh, thanks, lad. And then I came back in with a with him with a coffee and me and my mum said, I'm sure he's here. I've just been tapped on my arm three times, you know. So you can so you can get it that way, you know. But I do feel without going off on too much of a tangent, you know, we have to look at it in three separate ways particularly the the last sort of thing i just evidenced is it the same thing happening regularly or is it you know the body's reaction to you starting the meditative process you know i think if you can be honest with yourself and in a positive sort of uh, you call it positive critique and then we can sort of say well yes i've ruled this out ruled that out as we do with our our paranormal stuff you know try to rule it out if you can rule out all oh, it's this it's this it's this then you know whatever's left there so i do feel here on you know if it's it's linked to claire or to clear sentience, the feeling part of mediumship, but of course your body fills in with its own stuff as you are getting used to it. I think that's, I hope I've not mixed it up there.
0: Yeah, so so just as a a bit of an experience for people so they understand this, um, when I used to go ghost hunting, And I was aware of who my guide was and and what, but I kept having this feeling that I was wearing very heavy material and it was a very rough material. And I always felt it in the form of my shoulders and at the top. And I used to misinterpret this. I used to say, oh, well, I, and I didn't realize And it was over time that I began to realize that actually it was a guide. And I would have this feeling, I would obviously sat in the dark because I'm I'm ghost hunting. But as I was sat there, I would have this feeling on my shoulders. Now, the first thing I thought, well, it's the middle of the night with blood sugar. I'm sat still. I'm, I'm resting my uh, shoulders. And luckily, by repeating the same exercise, which obviously I'm doing different vigils in different places, I then began to realize that sometimes I had it and sometimes I didn't. So I knew... Like there was some sort of pattern and i think this is where ian as an analyst has you know he's got the analytical mind has really helped mold our courses is because his analytical mind is always looking out for these patterns and 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 that's helped me as well and, and and i realized i thought hang on a minute there's a pattern coming together here that i keep getting this heaviness when a particular situation's happening and i realized actually It was my guide coming through. My guide came through and I always knew it was him because I felt this heaviness and I could feel – and it's it's strange, I couldn't see the material, but it was almost like I I was touching it, even though I wasn't touching anything – but it was this sensation, and I knew it was like this thick. I, I, do you know, almost like a uh, donkey jacket type material. Yeah, yeah. That that kind, but very, very thick, a really thick coat for winter or something like that. And I realised it was him. So sometimes your your guide can, you know, especially new guides, because often with a new guide, it's it's like a Agatha Christie uh, yeah. mystery. <laughs> I have a shoe and I have a hat and I also, (laughs) what could this be slowly coming through? And so, as Ian said, you have to be authentic to yourself. You cannot say, oh, it must be a new guide. Yeah, you have to try and work it out. You have to try and you have to be analytical because when you really know and you've ruled out all aspects and you know 100% that you've got proper evidence, that you've got proper situation, that your spirit guide is with you, then, you know, nobody breaks that bond. And that's the key thing, is if you put that little bit of doubt in your own mind by saying, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a spirit guide, yeah, yeah, oh, brilliant, yeah, I've got it. But you've got that little doubt, it will never work for you. But it's only with evidence and evidence in the form of your communications together in the signs and symbols that your spirit guide gives to you to let let you know that they are there. That's where your communication will be stronger and that's where your relationship will be stronger with your guide as well. Two really good questions there, Ian.
1: <laughs> I mean, it opens up a lot of things there, doesn't it? Because and it gives us the chance to revisit and reinforce our own understanding and changing it if it has changed since the last. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think if for anything, uh, it's as I said, it's interesting how we work. Is I always say that you're, you know, you you are with the work that you've done with the course and that massive course that you did is you've learned so much about the body and the brain and how all that works and my journey into the mental health aspects has kind of shown me how we react or how humans react to unusual circumstances and what our first reactions are and and, and also what the unseen world is so yeah. to me it's i think i said to you we, before we meet, go to meet someone. If we go to meet a friend or if we go to have a chat with somebody, our brain has already worked out forty percent or whatever it is, fifty-five percent of of the conversation already. The conversation is already predetermined, and it's already done. And and so there's already. It, it's interesting because that then ties into. My thoughts, and and, and yours as well, is where we would get in the week before we visited a location, we would get a spirit come through and say, oh, I'm going to be here this weekend and this is what I'm about. You're kind kind of thinking, what's what's that about? (laughs) And in fact, one of our students actually said, I don't know if you noticed it a, a couple of weeks ago, but they said, is it unusual to have people come through the day before you give somebody a reading? Absolutely it is, and it can be not just a day before it can be a week or two weeks before <laughs> and you 're thinking why, why is this person in my house <laughs> and and it 's not scary believe me it 's not scary because it 's not like it 's not like these horror films or anything, but you become aware of a presence and, and, and it 's always one that 's surrounded in love it 's never anything that you see on television, but you you become aware and you feel this love and empathy, and you feel what this person's about and you think you're here because i'm going to Cuss with all or you're here because i'm going to be giving readings to this person so you you know straight away where they are and it, i think it's kind of like a, a pre-check with you it's okay if i come through on saturday isn't it yeah, yeah yeah it's fine yeah <laughs> like, a like a pre-flight check
1: isn't it yeah it is yeah, it is propellers are there yeah engines in we're okay then
0: you see that that always got me about you and 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 um when you do your psychic art demonstrations you've already painted your psychic art yeah. it, it's it's not like you're doing kind of a bob ross sort of painting live you know sort of thing <laughs> No,
1: that's uh, that's the thing you know there's some people say, oh well, nobody's seen your paint we the paintings are not yours, so I did a couple of short videos to prove it is me but it's uh, it's it's an advanced form of mediumship, whereby I would be doing the I would be doing I would doing the artwork, and there's always somebody there for it. You know, there was one where uh, I quite you know it was it was good. You know, I was looking forward to a good demo. I did ten pieces of artwork and got up there thinking, oh, this is this is going to be good. It's going to be filled. You know, there's going to be a lot of people there. The weather was quite rubbish, and only ten people turned up. I had a picture for every single one of them.
0: Fantastic, and and I have no doubt that every single one of those people needed that message as well.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, it is. And
0: that's why you had 10 pictures, is because each one needed that guidance from Spirit. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, the other way it works as well if I have, say, if I've done seven, I I only give six, I'll be thinking, I said, "All right, okay, um, somebody's not turned up, and then, uh, and then I will and then somebody says, "Well, actually my your friend Jean didn't turn up, and then straight away, i give it a little bit of that, blah 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 blah. oh yes, my God, that's exactly what's happening. Well, can you give that picture to Gene then please? So spirit, it no, even with the last minute changes of what fickle humans we are, um, then you know it is knowing that people are going to turn up and there's a, and there's a picture.
0: And also, as well, is, is what greater evidence for Jean, uh, as an example, that she didn't turn up, but Spirit was still there for her to get to pass on this, uh, this message, which I think is absolutely incredible as well. And, and if anything, Jean probably needed more evidence. And the fact that her friend came home with a picture and said, Oh, Jean, this was from, from a, a medium, that probably gave a greater uh, evidence. I 11, yeah, so. yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Because I, I started thinking and saying, well, okay, then uh, if Spirit made Ian, uh, if Spirit guided Ian to make a picture, uh, to, to do a picture, and then she doesn't turn up, and we, uh, then why did they predetermine to do the picture? But probably because they knew it would be passed on to her anyway. even Yeah. 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 So mind blowing stuff. It, but, it's, uh, it's,
1: it's lovely, though, I think.
0: It's well. That's what I was about to say. It's mind. It's mind blowing, but it's beautiful, and and I mean that in the literal term. It's just a stunning thing to be involved in, and it's a stunning th- thing for all of us out there. Everybody who's listening to this, you can all tap into this, and you can tap into it uh, marginally, or you can completely env- envelope yourself in this. And and you've just got to. You've just got to do what you can with the time that you've got and don't judge yourself and what i would say is it's just a lovely feeling being involved in the spiritual aspects of life absolutely and it's great working with you as well ian it's great yeah,
1: working likewise, with you. Martin, likewise you know it is i mean like you're opening up you've opened my eyes about a lot of things you know uh, that you know particularly the orb thing you know. <laughs> Yeah,
0: no. yeah, yeah, we we talked we talked for hours, didn't we, about that? But yeah. uh, but right, so uh, that comes to the end of another podcast. And uh, thank you everybody who's downloading, and please leave us reviews on iTunes or you know even if you just put um, some stars on there, that would be really appreciated. If you're enjoying it, please let us know. And uh, and also, if you've got any questions that you would like us to answer, um, please do send them in. We do enjoy chatting about them, and we're very very happy to answer them. Even your absolute sceptical questions, send them in. We're we're really happy to discuss those. Absolutely. Um, Indeed. So uh, do send them in. Ian, you take care of yourself, and everybody at home.
1: Martin, likewise.
0: And everybody at home, please stay safe. Wear a mask. Do you know? And just, you know, kind of think about everybody out there, uh, light candles uh, safely and meditate and send your love and healing to everybody out there at the moment because the world really needs it.